The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights, emerging perspectives on people, process, and profits. Your host is Olivia Parr-Rood. In today's fast-paced, high-tech global economy, the business landscape is constantly evolving. To be successful, companies must continually adapt as well as identify and exploit new opportunities. Now, here is the host of Quantum Business Insights, Olivia Parr-Rood. Hi, Olivia here. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights, where each week we explore new perspectives on the changing nature of business with thought leaders from around the world. And with a special emphasis on what I feel is our most valuable asset, our human capital. And today, I am thrilled to have as my guest, Diane Collins. We'll be discussing her latest book, a six-time award-winning bestseller, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Diane. She is an original thinker, author, media personality, and one of the most foremost thought leaders of our time. She's dedicated to people living spirited, joyful, and masterful lives through leaps in awareness and new thinking using what she calls the physics of mind. A popular media guest and speaker, Diane has been interviewed on more than 250 radio and TV shows and a blogger at the Huffington Post. In 2014, Diane was a recipient of the Top 20 Conscious Entrepreneurs Award. Her clients include Accenture, AT&T, CNN, DuPont, McKinsey, agencies of the U.S. government, Federal Executive Institute, Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense, as well as entrepreneurs, politicos, homemakers, students, celebrities, and evolutionaries worldwide. So, Diane, welcome to Quantum Business Insights. Thank you so much, Olivia, for having me. And I love what you say um, about your show, focusing on human capital, (laughs) right? Which relates to all other capital, we might add. Exactly. It's becoming the key expense for companies. And I think what we're going to talk about today explains a lot of the reason for that. So, The topic you present is particularly exciting for me. I consider myself a spiritual seeker working in the world of math and science and statistics. But I see many of these connections that you mention in your book, and I realize the richness of your approach, and I wish we had a few hours. Um, But it speaks to the heart of the reason why I created my radio show. So for our listeners, how do you define quantum thinking, and why do you think it's so important at this time? Quantum thinking, every time someone asks me that, (laughs) I notice I have a different answer. It's thus an infinite possibility universe. But quantum thinking is really, the purpose of it is to have us think in a more effective way 
for the way the world is today, which is this 24-7, timeless, spaceless, due to our amazing technology world, you know, that you talk about the globalization, the acceleration of change, which is an actual uh, scientific fact, the and that, so the idea, and to be able to think in sync with our nature as it relates specifically to what is it that we have been endowed with just by virtue of being human, born in a human body, what is it that we've been endowed with, the dynamics that enable us to create any results? Because when you look at it, Olivia, this is what we're, we're here for. In business, in our relationships, in our spiritual connection, mm-hmm. uh, in our relationship to ourself, we really not just, you know, it's not double talk. We want what we want. So my quest was, well, how do we get it? Mm -hmm. And we know that all results begin with thought. So quantum think as a, as a, a description is an actual system of thinking. It's a new model of thinking. Hmm. comprised of 21 principles and practices for the mind and awareness that enable us to have an expansion in the way that we relate to ourselves and our world in such a way that we master the faculties of our very own mind, which are the dynamics that we use to create with. So, the big paradigm shift uh, has been in the science, as you well know, having a quantum business show. And the paradigm shift from the, the 17th century, which began with rational science, also not called scientific materialism, technically the classical mechanical worldview, that mm-hmm. gave rise, that set of assumptions that gave rise to the genius of the industrial age, the age of machinery. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is they said only physical matter is real. That was a declaration. Whereas what's the big shift? What's the quantum leap, right, in, <laughs> right. in the science? Is that we've gone from scientists relating to the world as matter-based, as fixed set of circumstances, you could say, because what I do is map it on to how does it you know, affect our thinking, to a mind-based reality, to a consciousness-based reality. So when you Mm -hmm. look at this changing, you put this all together, you look at the changing world, you look at this emerging new world view that many of the leaders in consciousness, in uh, conscious leadership today, uh, all the new terminology, you know, spirituality in the workplace, mindfulness in the workplace, all of these different things, my part of it, Olivia, mm-hmm. is to that I developed a methodology in quantum think, which is an actual registered trademark, registered in 1997, that enables us to instantaneously have that expansion so that we're thinking in sync with the world view as we know it at the edge of scientific discovery today, 
merging with spiritual wisdom, that is common universal wisdom in all mastery traditions. And again, my part is having that be practical in modern contemporary culture in a way that we use it every day, that we're actually embodying it, that it comes naturally. Mm. So the practices help you you do that. So you talked a little bit about how our thoughts, everything starts with our thinking. And as you, so maybe expand a little, you, you have a quote, as you think you become. That's actually one of your chapters. Can you expand on that a little more? Of course. Well, we know, uh, <laughs> you know, I sort of wrap it up. You know, what is the premise Mm -hmm. of quantum thinking. As you think, so you become. Well, this has been said in the mastery traditions. The Buddha said, all that you are is a result of what you have thought. The Christian and Judaic Bibles read, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In the Upanishads, which are the rishis, the holy men of ancient India, teach, one's own thought is one world. What a person thinks is what he becomes. And have, having been a philosophy uh, major in college, you know, you read this in Aristotle and many, uh, many you know, uh, fiction, fictional novelists, people have said this over and over. But my question was, well, if all you had to do was change your thought to get the results you want, to change the world, to change your life, well, why does it still... <laughs> Look the way it does. You know, why do we have this discrepancy between mm-hmm. the availability of the wisdom, 6,000 years of wisdom available at the touch of a smartphone or a tablet? And, you know, we all know what to do. But I sit, then you look on the news headlines on any internet page or on TV or wherever you're watching, and you're wondering, well, how is it that people are still not you know, aspiring to the wisdom, but not actually living it. And why do we continue to create this, you know, this divisiveness and all the things that we can point out in -hmm. our collective culture, not to mention in our, you know, within ourselves or struggling with this or that in life. And so the question is that I pose to myself, if thinking creates reality, which it does, our patterns and habits of thinking, whether you've ever known anything about consciousness or mind science or quantum science or any of it, it's just ordinary common sense. Why leaders gather together and say, let's think about this in a new way or let's think this over a little. This is just natural to us. But my question again to myself was, if thinking creates reality, what's creating thinking? Uh-huh. And this is what, <laughs> right? Well, okay, <laughs> where are you getting these thoughts from? Where are you getting these, this, it's more like, where is this framework, which is the basis of assumptions, beliefs, ideas for your thinking? Where is that coming from? And that was my, what I call my great revelation is that the myth of choice, though we, yeah, we could shape everything, our experience moment to moment, our relational results, our, our, you know, I call the hard results, houses, money, and cars, and business results. If we have some command, 
with our own thinking. If we're in an awakened state with regard to our relationship with what we hold in mind and awareness, how we think. So Mm -hmm. what I realized is that having been brought up, that our thinking, like everything in the universe, exists in a system, as a system, Mm -hmm. and that the system is based in the prevailing worldview. So the dilemma today is we're in a quantum age But our thinking is still very much influenced. Even those like you and me who are, quote, seekers, right? (laughs) We were Mm -hmm. born and we were seeking. And I think in a certain way, everyone is a a seeker, Olivia, thinking, you know, how can I make my life better? How can I live my passion? How can I live my purpose? How can I increase (laughs) the financial results of my business? You know, whatever it is, all of the above, that in a sense, we're all seekers. So what, when you look at what, how did the industrial age worldview shape the way we think? And by the way, this is very much in the background. It's not like, hey, I think I'll think this way. It shaped our thinking around what we could glean with our ordinary five senses because the scientists declared only physical matter is real. So, for example, in education, we study the brain. Maybe we study the brain connection. It was uh, a worldview that had to do with analysis. Collect the data, right? Mm -hmm. Observe the data. Collect the data. Analyze the data, meaning the circumstances that appeared to be outside of us. Categorize the data. That was great because it taught us how to analyze and do this and created all the disciplines of the sciences and so forth. And Mm -hmm. then make conclusions about the data. The scientific method still works this way. And then proceed to live from those conclusions. Now, here's the rub about what I'm going to say next, as Mm -hmm. if they are the absolute truth. So it was brought, we were brought up in that reality, which said, you know, objects are solid and fixed. Matter is like inert, dead. It's, it uh, only moves if, an, if a force is exerted on it. Now, mm-hmm. time moves only in one way. Map <laughs> that on to how that would have influenced our thinking. First of all, we think, you know, every, any result has to happen in the step-by-step, right, business plan. Mm-hmm. It's not, this isn't an either-or. This is just, we're looking at these models of thinking, so that we can see both the benefits, the value of it, and also the limits of it so that we're not limited by it. And right now, in this 24-7 world that functions beyond the limits of ordinary chronological time and physical (laughs) space, we cannot ever catch up with the acceleration of change by trying to go in the step-by-step, one thing at a time, the 10 steps to, you know, being a great leader. It doesn't work that way. The quantum dynamics are field effects. It's whole systems interpenetrating one another. So we, we're taught to think in this compartmentalization 
of that old world view, as I lovingly call it. Mm-hmm. You know, business and personal, spiritual and material, management and labor, networked right. organization, hierarchical organization. And that either or thinking is keeping us limited until we can see it for what it is and allow ourselves to move beyond it by familiarizing ourselves proactively, learning these quantum principles that you and I have have been, you know, engaging in. I heard you on one of your shows talking about IONS, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. We learn a lot there. And just the idea of if it's a consciousness-based reality, if that is the nature of nature shaping our thinking, if mind is a plays a predominant role in the results we get in every area of life, individually, in business, and collectively, then it makes sense. We need to be able to learn and become adept with, adroit with, effective with, even what I say masterful mm-hmm. with the faculties of mind as applied in everyday life. Well, that makes so much sense. And I remember hearing a woman who did a talk, she had done a bunch of research on CEOs and what were some of the things that were in common that made them successful. So I went up to her afterwards and I said, did any of them talk about having a sense of intuition? And she said, well, nobody used that word, but they all said they could trust their gut. And I thought that was really interesting because it's not, I mean, this was maybe 15 years ago. It's becoming a little bit more acknowledged But I think when you said how we grow up in a worldview, I've met people who said when they were little, they had, you know, they saw things that other people didn't see and they could intuit things and they just had a very mystical fantasy world. And then it got shut down by the school and people maybe being a little threatened by it or afraid of it. But I think it's emerging now and it's exciting to see that it actually is necessary for us to survive in life as well as business. So, um, I That's exactly right. Let, let me. Can I just respond? Sure. I know you have other questions to sure. that. What you said because it's so important, Olivia. Because when you look at the system of thinking, right? So I'm talking about we're in a quantum age, still very much influenced by industrial age patterns of thinking and patterns of relating to the world. So mm-hmm. if you're in that world where you're not learning what I call the five natural faculties of mind. Intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation, which I consider a natural faculty of mind, not just a practice, where practices mm. are important. But you're, we're not learning that. And as you say, people grow up and it's, see, this is innate in us. This yeah. is universal in us. This is the, what I call the nature of nature, and we are part of nature. So, when it's not that anyone is to blame, in the beginning of Two You Quantum Thing, I wrote, what if there's nothing wrong with us? You know, what if <laughs> it's just that we were in a stage of evolution of the development of humankind where in many ways, you know, this 
mechanical worldview, not to insult us, but we became mechanical and automatic too. So mm-hmm. uh, we now we have the opportunity, as you say. What's exciting today is going beyond that. But you can, but you can, when you understand that thinking as a system and relate to it that way, then you can understand why people have shied away from, even been fearful of, even using that word intuition because it sounded to la-la land. But now we know the la-la is the actual, at the you know, as far as we know, and everything in science evolves as well, but we know that this has been scientifically proven over and over again over the past 100 years and uh, especially in the past 10 to 20 years where we know that there are actual mind-to-mind and mind-to-matter. We have an influence mm-hmm. on one another through these the invisible what I call mind field, or for fun, I call it the thoughtosphere, where <laughs> where there's this constant exchange of energy information going on in this intelligent field. And when we can focus our intent our, and re- understand how to use those five faculties of mind, which is what mm-hmm. the quantum think system teaches you in every single one of the, the 21 principles, that you, it becomes, this is what I'm talking about, going from merely knowing the wisdom, conceptually saying, oh, that sounds good, to actually Mm -hmm. living it and to having it be like a vortex so that it's carrying you. You're not like thinking one thought at a time, oh, what, Mm -hmm. my old worldview or new worldview. And, you know, we work, my husband, Alan Collins, who's a master quantum thing coach and consultant, and I have been doing this work uh, with uh, leaders and senior executives in major corporations that you name some of, you know, with people in every walk of life and every age, actually, and in agencies of the United States government, officials there. And when they, you know, of course, I'm able to present this through the lens of science, even though I'm not a scientist. It's again, mm-hmm. quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think and how we can use those new discoveries now to update ourselves. So when they you have these very simple things like intent and knowing that a, an intent which is not a cause and effect dynamic. It's a field effect. It's not Mm -hmm. an end goal. It's kind of an activation. It's creating, I mean, a little technical now, a probability wave field in a sea of, you know, in a world of infinite possibility. How do we (laughs) narrow down? Well, Mm -hmm. you get many results consistent with your intent. But what comes to me is that I've heard over the years, but one person in particular in the Assistant Secretary of Defense Office, when at the end of our program, they, you know, everyone is acknowledging their results and what they created for themselves. And he said that that one principle, intent, mm-hmm. as he goes into a meeting, he creates in his mind the intent for the meeting. 
but it's not intent like the old world cause and effect. I'm going to manipulate the people in there, you know, to do what right. I want. <laughs> it's no, it's and because the way that, you know, I presented in quantum thinking is that you're creating an intent for the relationship, for the relational field. And so this is very different because it immediately places you and the other people, mm-hmm. you know, on, you know, I don't want to say on the same side because even that's a limited way of saying it, but it's like you're together. It aligns mm-hmm. you. You're creating a result that in this meeting, we, I am excited that we're rapidly, uh, coming to some new solutions that are, you know, everyone is really happy with the effectiveness of. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not a goal. It's a context from Mm -hmm. which you are choosing to live. That is a statement of intent. Not because it's true. Not because Mm -hmm. you have evidence for it. But because from a quantum worldview, reality is context-dependent. And most Mm -hmm. of the time, we're operating in the default context. Like you turn on the computer and it's got the default settings Mm -hmm. and you didn't bother to say, you know, well, what are the default settings in place in my Mm -hmm. mind or in this corporate culture? Mm -hmm. And start to, when you start to look at this and distinguish that in your own awareness, then it's, let's say, instantaneously you can instantaneously shift the trajectory and shift mm-hmm. the quality of the relational field. And therefore, the results are, you know, always delightfully surprised. <laughs> well, and we're almost up on a break, believe it or not, halfway through, which is hard to believe. But I, I think I really want, I'm glad you said that at the end because people, I think we are by default always setting an intention, but it's not conscious. So I think that the practices that you suggest sort of framework it it's it's it works because we're doing it all the time we just don't know it in a way is that a fair statement yeah i mean that's brilliantly said olivia and that's really the idea as i say it like this something is always getting created because we're in this you know malleable you know you know, we're in a reality that is always shifting and changing. There is nothing mm-hmm. static. That's one of the paradigm shifts in the science is that, oh, yes. there are no absolute fixed realities. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's energy in flux informed by intelligence. And we as human observers are the focal point. So where we focus becomes the reality and you're quite right. So I say something's always getting created. It's either getting created by the patterns from the past, hence the, the default patterns, as you said, that you're mm-hmm. not necessarily aware of, or it's getting created consciously by you with the awareness that you're doing so. And to do it is much easier than, than we ever believed possible. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so we are up on a break. I just want to reintroduce you, Diane Collins, and we're talking about quantum thinking. Um, and her website is www.dianne, 
C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Please go visit it. You can learn about the book. We'll talk more about that when we come back. There's audios, videos, newsletter. If you sign up for a newsletter, you get a free article. You can link to LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and we'll be back in a few minutes. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Quantum Business Insights with Olivia Parr-Rood. To reach the program with questions or comments, please send an email to show at oliviagroup.com. That's show at oliviagroup.com. Now, back to Quantum Business Insights. Hi, Olivia here. I'm back with my guest, Diane Collins, and we're talking about quantum thinking and her new book, Quantum Think, or What is Quantum Think? So, um... We were talking before the break about some of the ways that we set intention and how our thoughts really do drive our reality, but we may not even be aware of it, how all these things are manifesting differently as we are experiencing this, just the, the rate of change accelerating and globalization and technology are all, and really the new quantum physics and the understanding of how the world works based on energy, um, that these are, there's actually tools and practices that we can learn and embody that will allow us to create the lives we want. And so we're talking a little bit more precisely on this show about business, although these things apply 
to our lives in general, which I love. Um, so in your book, in part two, you have Live the Wisdom, the Quantum Think Distinctions. And uh, I'd love to just hone in on a few of them that might relate to people in business. So number four is success to mastery, knowing what to do in the moment and doing it. Could you share a little bit about that and why it might be useful for people in Mm, business? I'd love to. I'm so happy you honed in on that one, Olivia. Uh, You know, we all have experienced successes in many ways. And when we have a success in business, uh, we tend, you know, we tend to go to that as a formula for success. Mm. Now, I don't, this isn't an either or. This is what is in quantum terms called moving from an either or to a both and world, meaning there are many instances, business practices, best practices, you know, quality practices where formulas are great and where we need them and it makes business efficient and commerce. Mm -hmm. But there are other things going on today in this changing environment uh, that is so (laughs) everywhere, (laughs) as I wrote in there, you know, some businesses don't even know what their core business is going to be. You know, by next year, it could shift or Mm -hmm. some new piece of technology comes out and it does literally shift the whole way we relate to reality. We've seen that many times with the internet, with the iPhone, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And with social media, it's literally changed the way that we communicate and do commerce. So when you look at this kind of rapidly shifting world, this is the new norm as you, and it's good because as long as you know how to think for it. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking only in what worked last time, that's what we mm-hmm. could call success by definition is what worked in the past. Mm-hmm. And this distinction in quantum think, this number four distinction is called success to mastery. What is mastery? Think of a martial arts master. You have all of your training in the repertoire of you. It's in you. It's in the history of you. Mm-hmm. But if you try to think, if something's coming toward a martial arts master and they have to stop and think about, well, what was it I did last time? You know, oh. well, it's obviously not going to work. And, you know, we have a small experience of, the, of this, driving a car, playing a musical instrument, typing on a computer. You know, mm-hmm. this is the type of thing where even if you, st- I know when I'm playing the piano, if I start to think about it, all of a sudden I forget <laughs> the piece. So it's something like this, mastery is being so present in the moment Mm. that you are ready and alert and absolutely in tune with what action should be taken, what words should be spoken, 
what decision should be made, who is the right person for that particular project or initiative. And when this is what we call a new worldview of leadership, one of the very important aspects of it is knowing this distinction, moving from success to mastery. So you can always, you're not, what, what I wrote is that even our past successes can limit us when you only go to that or you try to replicate, you know, oh, you know, you increased your revenue 50% last quarter. How did you do that? You know, to, mm. and it's good to always listen, but then you have to look uniquely. And this is the question, what is best and what is right in this moment mm. for this situation with this business initiative? And Here's the practice for being able to access that, because that's the important thing, right? It's not just knowing what I'm saying, which I'm sure makes sense to everyone. It's like, you know, what do I do now? That's Mm going to be best and right. And for setting the trajectory of the future. And that practice, which I call in quantum thinking, a recreation, a recreating the distinction in your life. When you recreate it and as you read these distinctions or listen to it, we have an audio program, what happens is you connect to this in your own awareness in such a way, I call it the art of distinguishing, a new worldview of learning. It's very important for leaders today to be bring something into someone's awareness in such a way that it shifts your relationship to it. So the practice to access this state of mastery is listen from not knowing. And let me just say something about it. Listen from Mm -hmm. not knowing. And not knowing, think of it as a hyphenated word, one Mm -hmm. word, to listen from not knowing. Now, the fact is we always listen from knowing because we have to for survival and because we have experience, we have, acknowledge, we have knowledge, we have successes. So we're always listening from knowing. It's like one of those automatic ways of thinking, you could call it. Mm-hmm. So listening from not knowing, Olivia, must be done as a conscious act. That means... When I'm sitting with my partner, who's also my husband of more than 25 years, we were, mm-hmm. at this time, <laughs> we were just celebrated 25 years together, that, you know, you think, oh, I know, right? We work together. We, we consult our clients together. We've led our programs together. I mean, we're always talking about our business, creating it. So you can imagine that I would have a lot of knowing <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right? That's what he's like. That's how he thinks. That's what he's going to say. So when I'm sitting with him and I catch myself listening as if I already know, listening as if I'm mm-hmm. trying to, you know, hurry up and finish so I can get my piece in, listening, these are all the automaticities of listening, listening mm-hmm. as if, you know, uh, I know better than you or whatever by comparison or I know what you're talking about. That's what we do. We try to match up what we have experienced 
from the past or what we've studied or read or known and say, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I know that quantum principle. And then what happens is you don't hear another thing after that. You literally don't hear because you're listening not to the other person. You're listening to what your own, what you're saying about what they're saying. <laughs> so therefore, the connection is lost, right? Everything in mm-hmm. life is connectivity. We can learn from our own technology. So how do you connect? Listen from not knowing as a conscious act. I actually have to sit back and say, let me listen from not knowing. Now, this is an amazing practice because you want to know how to create quality relationship. This will do it, just this. And what happens, Olivia, is because we literally exist in these energy intelligent conscious fields, all of the above, that we are connecting. This is why, you know, the experiments, uh, in the new mind, you know, on consciousness are saying, oh, this explains why intuition works. This mm-hmm. explains why so-called psychic ability works. Because we're literally tuning in to some aspect of intelligence. And we know, right, from all the geniuses that we read about, you know, Mm -hmm. Einstein and Edison and everyone, they needed a solution to something. They went to sleep and (laughs) then four o'clock in the morning, they woke up. I've got it. Right. Right. And where did that come from? It didn't come from their dream. It came from that they got calm enough because when you're sleeping, that's what happens, right? Mm -hmm. The chitter chatter of mind simmered down and they were able to connect Why? Because they had an intent to connect Mm -hmm. to some piece of information that would give them the solution. So this can happen in ordinary, everyday business and in life where you're with someone and you want to find a new solution to something. And it happens in this creative dialogue where the conversation, you could say, it's bigger than both of us, Ollie, right? It's bigger. It has its own living, pulsating presence. And we're surrounded by this intelligence. So what happens is when you listen to someone from not knowing, things, to use the proverbial, bubble up from the quantum foam. Mm. Things come to you without having to go to sleep, right? And hope mm-hmm. that you're going to wake up at 3 o'clock. And then, but it comes up simply because you have shifted your awareness to this state mm. where you are so present in the conversation with the other person as if you've never been in this moment before because the fact is you and I and whoever is with us right now in this conversation listening whether you're listening oh well it's a re- it's recorded so whenever you're listening wherever you're listening in this moment none of us have ever been here before mm-hmm. and so when you bring that stature of listening that consciously generated awareness awakened thinking Mm -hmm. to the other person, to a situation, to watching what's happening in the news, 
to any situation, to your child, to your parent, what unfolds, and I know you wanted to ask me about the allowing faculty, mm-hmm. what, that's the number five principle. What happens is, by virtue of your intent, you will see things unfold that you couldn't have thought of at the outset. And this is another, uh, just a quickie quantum principle, is that we can only ever see, to use the analogy of it from science, where they say, well, they can only see 4%, right, of the material universe. The Mm -hmm. other 96% is what they call dark matter or dark energy. They can't see it. But they know it's there. So I use 10% for ease of, uh, you know. <laughs> I say they, if you can only see in this moment mm-hmm. 10% of what's possible as a result of your intent, then you're living in knowing that there is, you know, it's like the tip of the iceberg. But you're, mm-hmm. you're in relationship. That the intelligence of the surrounding field is going to bring solutions that you couldn't see when you started the conversation 30 minutes ago. This is what happens in our clients' meetings. This Mm. is what happens with them with their families. And this works. Why? Not because I say so, because these are universal principles. And that's, you asked at the beginning, what is quantum thinking? Quantum thinking is teaching yourself these very simple principles so that you are in sync, in harmony with the way things actually work. Mm, That's beautiful. And you talked about listening with not knowing. It reminded me of the concept of child mind or be a, a, as little children, really just being innocent about um, getting rid of our filters and, and hearing things for the first time or even hearing something we've heard before, but in a different way. That just makes so much sense. Exactly. And in, in, um, in uh, Buddhism, and they say it, right? Empty mind, mm-hmm. or I forget how they say it, but it's the same thing. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. The difference in quantum thinking, and, you know, it's not difference, but what I'm saying is what makes it easier is you're not trying to remember, oh, uh, what would I have to do is empty mind. <laughs> it's when you get it as the system. You know, mm-hmm. you and I were talking offline and where you said, you, you've been familiar with a lot of the principles, but that in Do You Quantum Think, I put it all together. And I, that's how I think of it. I thought, you know what? I had read in, uh, I was going to say, the difference in quantum thinking is the system because mm-hmm. it's like going on to the road system. If you wanted to get from New York to San Francisco... And you didn't have the road system. You know, you could get there. (laughs) It might take a long time. But, -hmm. you know, you'd have to like sort of wander your way through. But because you have the road as the system, Mm -hmm. you still have free choice. You still have, uh, you know, free will. However, the roads make it easy for you. The system. And so that's the difference in quantum thing is putting it all together because I'll tell you something. I had – what made me think of it that way 
is that I was reading this book a long time ago, Mr. Einstein and the Universe or something, Dr. Einstein. Mm -hmm. And it was a tiny little book by Lincoln Barnett. It was written in the 1950s. And Einstein wrote the preface. And he was saying that, you know, this book was about how Einstein, you know, he died in 1955, that he was in modern times, like the most famous, you know, scientist I call E equals MC squared, the rock star of, you know, equations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and a lot of people like really don't know, well, what is he, what did he really say? You know, and <laughs> there are other modern scientists now that are, we should know equal as well. But and so he wrote, was writing this little book, Lincoln Barnett, to try to explain to the average person, okay, this is what it was all about. Well, Einstein said at the beginning of, uh, in this preface, he said, you know, the discoveries of science can take 50 to 100 years to reach the public mind and awareness. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that was in the 1950s prior to the Internet. So today, you know, maybe it doesn't take that long. And we can see the acceleration of it now as you and I were talking, you know, the exciting time we're in. Mm-hmm. But he, but I, and he, So maybe it's speeded up. But I thought, why wait? You know, yeah. why do we have to wait? Why can't we take this? You know, because that was like eventual, like a quantum leap I use as the example. Mm-hmm. where my friend and mentor and who wrote the uh, foreword of my book, uh, the brilliant and dear Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, quantum <laughs> physicist, he, you know, he, he taught me how science makes a discovery. They create a new terminology. Quantum leap is the discovery by Max Planck. Mm-hmm. Energy doesn't move in a smooth, continuous flow. It, it bursts in leaps in packets of energy he called quanta, hence the term quantum leap. So mm-hmm. in the English language, according to my research, that came into the language at 19, in 1927. Now today we use it like every day, like anything discontinuous with the past. It became a colloquial every day, hey, we need a quantum leap or we had a quantum leap, right? Mm-hmm. Now... You know, no linear traceable pathway there, an instantaneous shift in state. That's a quantum leap. So now I look at, well, wait a minute. It's, I looked at, it's not just one thing. It's the mm-hmm. whole system. It's the whole new, you know, discoveries. So I mm-hmm. thought, well, why wait until this comes in? Mm-hmm. Let's put it together proactively. Mm-hmm. Here are the principles. Here's how they're matching the spiritual wisdom, because I think that's a very important point that we all mm-hmm. want to connect at that level today. I mean, yep. more than ever, maybe, to literally have this quantum leap in consciousness mm. for humanity. But the thing about it is, it has to be chosen consciously with the intent to have that leap and how do you do it it's the dynamic that creates anything you do it by generating your conscious intent to master it and then of course that's this i say i didn't choose quantum thing it chose me all of a sudden you know it just came through me 
and mm. I I took the silent tap on the shoulder that said, get this out, put it all together. And that's what it is. It's putting all the principles together so that we can master these faculties of mind, which is, again, how we create anything in life. Hmm. Well, I'm so grateful. I want to read it because I think I've had ideas about these, but I would love to have a very clear set of practices that I can use to improve my ability to be creating what I want every day. So that's wonderful. I do also mention, I'm sure you know, uh, because Fred Allen Wolf was a it was featured in the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Uh, if people want to get a taste of some of the principles of quantum physics and how it can relate to life, they don't actually give you steps to do it yourself. But it, I think it's a great way to get a, a picture of, of the effects of it in a really beautiful way, in a kind of a story and then an interview combination, uh, which I think is, is kind of a fun way to learn or be introduced to it. Um, we have two minutes left. So wow. I, <laughs> that was fast, I know right? it, it really was. So uh, I wanted to just maybe if I do want to introduce next week's guest, which I know you're going to love um, and remind people how to find you. But do you have any final thoughts for people just in a minute or so of, of, of how they can take what you're saying and get your book and maybe just um, some words of encouragement or something? Well, I think that, uh, let me say this, that in this changing world, that every single one of us, I say, is being called upon to become the leader of what it is, the distinct capabilities, talents, experiences, passions that we've been born with. The paradox of being human, we're universally the same, we all want the same things in our own unique way, and we're individually unique. So I think getting in touch, you know, thinking this way, quantum thinking, it helps you actually, there's a distinction in quantum thing called the whole movement of purpose, where Mm. you distinguish very specifically looking at the patterns in your life what you're here for. The purpose isn't one thing. It's expressed many ways over, over your lifetime. But I think today, Olivia, that it's very important for each of us to tap into that all, our own leadership capability within us and mm-hmm. to know that it's not like a question of can I do it, should I do it. It's like, yes, we're here for that. You're mm-hmm. here to discover that. You're here to contribute that. We're here to collaborate together on bringing mm-hmm. about this emerging new world for the betterment of all of us and the quality of life. And that's what I want to leave people with is that, you know, you're here for that. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. The, you know, you don't have to doubt yourself. When you read Do You Quantum Think, or I also have a Quantum Think Audio Coach program mm-hmm. that is on, you can get on Amazon it's a, if you like to listen instead of read, that mm-hmm. just look, you just so, search. And that, that's it. It's like okay. whatever it is, I, you can do it. Great. Thank you. We are out of time. I just want to reintroduce Diane Collins. Please pick up our new book, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. Her website, Diane Collins, Diane with two N's and two L's. You 
video, audio, newsletters, everything. Next week, my guest will be the grand dame of conscious evolution, Barbara Marks Hubbard. And I just spent five days with her at the Success 3.0 Summit in Boulder, Colorado, which was amazing. And Barbara and I will be discussing the future of business in a conscious world. So you won't want to miss this. For a full description of next week's show and any all upcoming shows, as well as access to past shows and guest bios, please visit www.quantumbusinessinsights.com. I'm your host, Olivia Parrud, saying thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights, and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights. Please join your host, Olivia Parr-Rood, again next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.